if you have a handle on cross politic listeners, mm-hmm. I feel like you'll have a pretty good handle mm-hmm. on our group. Although we obviously uh, lean. <laughs> right. We're Baptists. Yeah. I was thinking so we're females. We. Okay. Yep, <laughs> oh, yep. good. Phew. Does Chocolate Knox uh, heckle you guys? I just need to know if it's uh, everyone or just or us. Just us. it's ridiculous. Yeah. This is Shadowcast Radio. Welcome back to Shadowcast Radio with your host, Owen Brasington. Preston Ackerman. Nathan Brasington. And we have a great lineup for this week. We're actually excited. We have two spectacular guests who have joined us this week. And actually, this stems from a request that we had uh, have had from some less uh, listeners asking us to expand on a topic. And uh, Preston, you want to... You wanna uh, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, so we want to shout out Stephanie uh, Tarevez, T- Tavares. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, so she had a question just about our position on um, gen- gender roles, whether we would take complementarian role or more of an egalitarian role. She uh, emailed us a question. And so, uh, Stephanie, apologies for kind of delaying uh, the ep a little bit. But we did want to make sure that we had these special guests on to address the topic. We did it. Sorry, it took us so long. <laughs> we we didn't do it; they did it. Yes, it, yes, it's they are right. the amazing ones. Yes. <laughs> so uh, for that, we have actually uh, been blessed to have the Sheologian crew on, and these are some great women of God who are uh, uh, um, have a spectacular podcast. And we'll actually go into the end of the show where uh, we can uh, point you to uh, to some of their content. Yep. Some of their content as well. And so we want to welcome on to the show uh, Joy Hunter and Summer uh, Jaeger. Is, is that correct? Summer Jaeger? Yes. You said it right. Yes. 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 Hello. Welcome, welcome to the show, ladies. <laughs> Thanks mm-hmm. for having us. Sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Perfect. No, we honestly, we're super grateful that we were able to um, have you guys come on to the show. I, I just felt like in, you know, kind of in my spirit when I initially thought about you know, responding and planning the app. I just, I mean, I, this is your guys' niche and I thought it would, it'd be a disservice if we didn't have you guys on to sort of help us address the, uh, the topic of, uh, gender roles as it relates to, uh, the scriptures and what, you know, what, um, what God has to say about, um, how, how gender works and what roles and what institutions, et cetera. Mm. Sure. Well, you definitely have to uh, stop amping us up because okay? I don't want to disappoint anybody here. I can only edit so much. So you guys better. Yeah. We've got to reach. Well, I a- feel like on the topic of gender roles, too, someone's going to be disappointed. Oh, <laughs> you, know, but, you know, never. No. In our culture, we have only positive feedback. Not true. So, at don't, all. so don't ruin our record. Yes. Right. 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 Yeah, well, if you didn't want that ruined, you definitely invited the wrong people. (laughs) No, no, we do love this topic. It is important to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is something that we have, you know, we've spent a lot of time thinking about these things and Mm -hmm. talking to people that have different views on this. Sure. Uh, And it is 
something that our, I think our culture in particular struggles with. So it is worth really contemplating, yes. I think, deeply and not being okay with shallow answers. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yep. So but I think before we jump in, though, um, just for the sake of our audience, I think uh, you two should kind of do, uh, if you want to, kind of talk about who you guys are, how you came to faith in Jesus, and then what you guys do with Sheologians. Okay. Mary, you first. Well, I was going to say we always like... It's always me we, Well, we always <laughs> tell about... Maybe we should tell about each other. Oh, we like there you go. I like okay. it. That's, 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 like that's that. the yeah. fairer... That's actually the fairer bio, right? It's the more honest yeah, yeah, yeah. bio. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And it's also... This is like a trust fall. There you um, go. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, well, Joy has been doing this longer than I have. She started... Uh, on Apologia Radio, what, a decade ago now? It yeah. had to have been a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So she was there when um, our church, Apologia Church, was founded mm-hmm. and has just been really instrumental in so many of their ministries. And so she was working for Apologia Studios when um, one day a producer friend of ours, we were all hanging out, and Joy and I were kind of making fun of what passes for Christian women's fiction mm-hmm. because it's all the same and it's all the bad. It's, it's the bad formula of romance novels, mm-hmm. but then put set in Amish country essentially. Yes. And then sold <laughs> the perfect combo sold in Christian, <laughs> sold in Christian combo. bookstores. Yeah. Uh, and we were just kind of, we were laughing about it. We kind of played a game randomly where it's like, what would the back of your Amish romance novel say? <laughs> and he was like, you guys should do a podcast. And we laughed and we're like, haha, that sounds like fun. And honestly, I wish I could tell you more thought went into it than that. Um, but no, I would be lying. So, <laughs> um, so thankfully, uh, you know, Joy Joy has been um, growing and learning in the faith around the elders of Apologia for 10 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So you really can't mess with her. Right. Uh, right. Would be my <laughs> like, don't you can't scare her. You can't surprise her. That's awesome. Um, and she is really good at answering questions. So it's been a blessing to do the podcast with her and uh to i mean this thing that we're doing this whole sheologians thing i don't think if you had told us about this five years ago we Mm -hmm. would have laughed in your faces and uh joy who is a bit of an introvert and used to be shy would if you told her 15 years ago that this is what she would be doing Mm -hmm. she would think that you were crazy so um, it's wild what the Lord will do and how he'll pluck you up and put you in places where you didn't Amen. think you'd be. And uh, you just get to enjoy the ride. And I think that's what we're doing. That's awesome. awesome. That is cool. such a great Well, if you bio. think that if you think that a uh, resume is impressive, <laughs> um, Summer's been hanging out <laughs> with a uh, with someone for a rather long time. Yeah. Pretty much from the. The day she was born. <laughs> Pretty much. Arguably before um, that. Yeah. Arguably, yes. 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 Depending on who you ask. Um, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, obviously, Summer's dad is uh, Dr. James White. The only reason I mention that is because it, who your parents are completely shape who you are. <laughs> and yeah. you've had a very influential, in a very good way, 
mm-hmm. uh, upbringing and your father is a more well-known person. Um, but I would also say you have your own name. You've yep. made your own name for yourself uh, to the point where people don't even always know That's that uh, Pastor James is your dad. Mm-hmm. Um but summer is, I mean, she's, yeah, you're not going to, you don't have any trouble differentiating yourself from your dad um, because you are your own uh, person through and through. Yep. Uh, she occasionally gets the compliment. You're nicer than I thought you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I get it. Yeah. That's like a weird compliment. Dad gets that same exact compliment. Yeah, he does. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, despite being um, very shrewd and very witty, she is indeed just a normal person. Um, But I would say someone that uh, is shaping up to be um, a hero of the faith, like her dad. Absolutely. And um, she's just summer. Thank you. Just summer. That's my favorite. She's That's just my summer. preferred. Yeah. Just summer. She's a great, great, great mom. Great wife. I very cook committed. Sprouts. Very committed to being a great mom and a great wife. That is awesome. Well, and and uh, Joy, didn't you just have a uh, a young one as well? Yeah. She, actually, um, this is how it goes, but. She's going to be two in September. Right. Okay. So, yes, I just did. And then she will <laughs> just also did a few years ago. be two wow. soon. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I got to throw this in. I was listening to one of your podcasts and, and you did a, an episode on a fun summer readings. And uh, you did the Putney Pusher. And uh, that was uh-huh. just a spectacular episode. No joke. I was up at night trying to figure out the mystery. And I'm still at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fantastic yeah, episode. We, yeah, occasionally we like to go off script. I mean, obviously sure. our focus, it, you know, we love talking about issues facing Christian women, and mm-hmm. that's our focus. Mm-hmm. But every now and then we need a brain break. Right. Mm-hmm. And we like to just talk about the you know, what what else we're doing. What are the other things we're doing? Mm-hmm. What are the other things we're interested in? And uh yeah, that that story that Joy told was was super interesting. She did a good job. Well and it's the stories are also such stories and media and just even like the news. Mm-hmm. It can be such an amazing critical thinking exercise mm-hmm. right. like telling your of uh, consuming a story whether it's true or false or fiction i guess <laughs> true or fake right. yes. um, uh, real or not and then real. determining like how do i feel about this why do i feel that way mm-hmm. how am i instructed to feel mm-hmm. am i wrong anywhere mm-hmm. does this highlight anything you know it's all mm-hmm. it kind of just blends together very nicely mm-hmm. bonus fun fact that we haven't shared on our show is a couple years ago joy told a really difficult story um about this guy who took essentially took the fall in a in a difficult situation mm-hmm. and we had a real intense kind of we did a worldview analysis of like justice and what what should the justice system have done in this situation and we had a what is like god's view of this yeah. and i woke up I don't know, two years later and the guy mm-hmm. that we were talking about had l- found and listened to the episode. Oh, wow. No um, and he has a bit of a, 
he has a bit of a following. He's a he's not a believer. And so just cool story that he messaged to say that he really appreciated, even though he's not a Christian. And so our mm. our worldview analysis wasn't something he would necessarily jive with. Mm-hmm. Um he was just like, wow, it was really interesting to hear you guys talk about this story. Mm-hmm. You guys did a good job. And he hadn't really understood why a Christian would have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool that he found that and got to hear from our viewpoint, even though we were talking about something that, you know, sometimes people get really mad that we (laughs) bother. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But anyway, just a little fun fact. Man, there. That's on, awesome. On that note, what does your guys' hate mail tend to look like? Oh, it... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hate is mail. Like... Is that folder uh-huh. large or really small? <laughs> you know, I would say that we, because we started doing the podcast in, in 2016, um, there has been a large worldview shift. Oh, yeah. In, mm-hmm. And I think a large culture shift over the last five years. Yep. And so it has changed quite a lot. And the old, uh, this sounds really dramatic, but I mean every word of it. The old alliances are dead. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who really loved our show in the beginning, we have many people that don't listen to us anymore. And their Mm -hmm. worldview has really shifted um, in the last several years. And so what our hate mail looks like now, um, I would say it has calmed down, but I think that's because a lot of people just aren't really interested in hearing opposing viewpoints right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I also think, you know, when you've been doing it as long as we have, people know what you believe and they either are interested or they're not. Yeah. Um, but it usually has to do, our inbox is largely questions. People have a lot of questions. Mm, I get awesome. questions about arranged marriages i get questions about <laughs> forgiveness <laughs> we get questions that i mean cover the gamut um but I, I think also over the last year even our inbox has changed because so many people are churchless because mm-hmm. yeah. their church is closed down yep. um, a lot of our friends in canada haven't been to church in over a year and a half yep. and um, so we have a lot of shepherdless Christians because I think of what has clearly been a judgment upon the yeah. church in, yep. uh, in terms of people not having shepherds that are leading them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what that mm-hmm. means is they send us emails. Um, and usually my first question is like, do you have an elder? I think you should take this to your elder. And I, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking how often the response is like, well, I don't really have one right now. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something I really appreciate about you too is your strong emphasis on the importance of worldview and being able to build a foundation and a framework upon which then uh, that we can actually reason and make sense of the circumstances in our world, right. have an answer for things like justice, mm-hmm. and then be able to, of course, proclaim the gospel as it relates to each one of those categories. So um, I appreciate you guys doing that. And I think that's actually been a super helpful, and po- as far as it relates to podcasting, I love that God has, in his providence, created this platform for us to virtually be able to communicate these important messages to people all over the world. Right. And so um, thank you guys for doing, of course, a great job. Job. Something that I think is important with media as it relates to uh, Christians doing media, I think it's important we do it well. I, I think oftentimes media can get a pass just because it's, or Christian media can get a pass just because it's quote Christian. Um, but I think you guys do a spectacular job. You're very creative. Your website's on par. Um, you guys do a great job. So uh, continue to keep that up. And uh, we look forward to the impact you guys will be able to make in the future. Mm. 
Thank you. Thank you. Very kind of you to say. And we agree. Christian media should not be terrible. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's that's profound. Can I quote you on that? You can. There we Make go. Sure Christian you media should not my be name right. I don't know what value I don't know what value our stamp of approval has, but you have it. Just yes. so you know. Yes. Perfect. Well, niche well, your of great, Wyoming. So. Have you two ever been to Wyoming? No, I've never been. I've only been as far as uh, South Dakota. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yellowstone cool. National Park. Yeah, I've kind of it. also I've also managed, despite my traveling, <laughs> have also kind to of managed Wyoming. to avoid <laughs> Wyoming, which I d- didn't do intentionally. I've been to Alaska. It's a great, oh, nice square shit. Sh- it it's hard to miss. <laughs> well, we, we have a common saying, and this is kind of the mentality of people from Wyoming. It's a bumper sticker that says, Wyoming is the worst. Tell all your friends. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so we, we live in this state where we have more antelope than there are actual people. So. And everyone likes it that yep, way. They yeah. want it that way. But you're I still welcome to visit. Imagine. We'd but love to have come, you. Yeah, come, come see us. You guys can I come. I don't think I have the proper clothing for that weather. I feel like I would enjoy Wyoming. Yeah, you it's, would. You like outside. Great. Yeah, it's pretty great. Joy That's goes outside. Oh. <laughs> Summer's getting there. Right. Summer's well, getting there. Eh. I will tell How you this. How does Summer not go outside when her name is Summer? Oh, that's true. It's too hot here. Hot. I was named after well, my that's grandma. That's why Wyoming okay. is so great. Well, because it's not 120 degrees. I, right. I will tell you this: we have stories where you can be on uh, our interstate that goes through the Wyoming, and at night it's pretty spectacular mm. because for you can see probably for 50 miles all around you. Mm. And I think it's probably one of those only states where you can in the middle of the night, be the only person traveling on this highway. And it's pretty incredible. But we we, we have had yeah. some people, tra- uh, stories of travelers from New York that followed their GPS and it took them off on a side road and they were only to freeze to death because they went down a dirt road that led to nowhere. Is that true? That sounds terrifying. Are you trying to get me to no. come here? Have you verified no, that? Away. At this point... <laughs> That's Science point, says I'm that. Uh, right come here. On, but but on that note, we would love to have you come visit. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind whenever with, I feel like dying. Yeah, yeah, with that enticement. Why is this so important? I mean, it's important anytime, I, I believe, but why is it so important now in uh, especially the culture of the West? What uh, what makes this such a relevant topic? Yeah. So it, I will say before, before even answering that question, mm-hmm. something that is interesting is that I do think even before you get to that question, you almost have to defend spending time on it. Okay. And what I mean by that is that if you are speaking often as we are on the issues of gender, uh, feminism, anything like that, mm-hmm. a lot of people will say like, well, what's your fixation with this? Like, why are you always having this conversation? Why is it so important to you? Sure. Uh, and I've started using this example, which is, you know, if you were in a castle that was being attacked at the North Wall 
And you were like, you know what? I know like the hordes are trying to get in at the North Wall, you guys. But like, what about the Southern Wall? Don't you guys care about the Southern Wall? I'm going to go protect the Southern Wall Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's only people that have a lot of anxiety and are really stressed out that are everyone's going to the North Wall. Mm I am not going to be stressed out about this. (laughs) I'm going to go to the South Wall. And that's what it's like when you kind of ask, like, why are you so worried about gender? Mm -hmm. Well, because that's where the battle is. Like Mm -hmm. right now in this time that we're living in, the battle is over gender it is over who gets to define what it means to be a a human right and so this is where the battle is this is why we're camping here i'm not you know there's nothing sanctimonious about being the guy that's going to go set up his bow and arrow at the southern wall when no one's attacking over Mm -hmm. there that's right uh and so before we you even get to the question of gender that like why do we spend so much time on this why is it worth talking about because that's where the battle is so you need to be unashamed to spend time on this and to contemplate it because that is where the fight currently even is Mm -hmm. that's good that's good so what is the narrative that what does that fight look like? What's the narrative that's being uh, peddled or what is the attack on gender right now from culture? If you could sum that up. I would say um, the attack is that there is no order. There is only chaos mm-hmm. yep. um, that everyone, it, it reg- really regardless of where it comes from, the sexual revolution, modern psychology, Mm-hmm. Um, the main sort of outlook and foundation in our culture is a bunch of people doing what is best for them with their interests in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the point of all that is kind of this like self-actualizing thing where you figure out you, you, um, you embrace the importance of your life by figuring out who you are and where you're going and experiencing Mm -hmm. the journey. Um, And the way that you do that is you just make decisions on the fly. um, Based on your feelings. Based off of what you like and what you feel or Mm -hmm. what your parents did to you and how you perceive that. And, um, and basically it is an alternate reality that most people accept as reality where it there is chaos and opposing viewpoints can exist in the same in that world but mm-hmm. i mean what really happens when they oppose nobody really wants to get into that mm-hmm. um but the point is is that uh god made this earth mm-hmm. with order that's right built yeah. into it so you it's really at the at the basis of a lot of what we believe when the world and Christians want to go back and forth. It's who, who are, who, who are you to listening say? to? Who, yeah. Who, who, who creates order? Yeah. That's right. Um, and our response would be humans aren't creating order. We create chaos. We hate God's order. That's right. um, and he has to supernaturally transform us into loving his order. That's, right. <laughs> um, yes. that's how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and gender roles, uh, gender roles just really lead into family roles, which is the, uh, so right there you've covered self-government and family government, which are two fundamental spheres that mm-hmm. we operate on. Right. Um, so there it is. It's just um, the, the world 
the world is chaos and God is order. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just us saying like, no, we, we don't believe that lie. We don't right. believe the lie that, that gender is chaos and it can be whatever you want it to be. And maybe it's different every day. Mm-hmm. There is, there mm-hmm. is order when That's it right. comes to gender. There is order when it comes to the roles that men and women have. There is order regarding marriage and children. That's right. All that stuff. Yeah, that's really good. I think if you had to, if you had to put it in a sentence, it really is like, did God really say? Yeah. All mm. of the questions. This is who gets to say what a man is, who mm-hmm. gets to say what a woman is. Um, it's an identity issue. We yep. live in a time of absolute identity crisis and Christians themselves, I think, unfortunately, have largely been undiscipled and and don't even know what their identity is supposed to be we all know the sunday school answer like my identity is in christ well yes Mm -hmm. and you do need to know that if you don't know how to apply that do you really know that like Mm -hmm. what do you know about it if you don't know how to apply it Mm -hmm. and so we live in a time where largely undiscipled christians are getting inundated through our addiction to our smartphones and our televisions Mm -hmm. uh, with all kinds of godless ideas and we don't we aren't equipped largely to fight back against those Mm -hmm. and so the issue of identity and how do we understand who we are and what god wants of us um, is something that we absolutely have to be fighting against daily and fighting for the sake of our children as well, because mm-hmm. it's far too easy in our culture to just hand them off to their iPads, to their cell phones, to their schools, mm-hmm. and have no idea what they're being told about gender anyway. About yeah. worldview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and right, it's, right, right. it's interesting you mentioned that, Summer, because some of those attacks are uh, playing out in sight, and uh, some are pretty subtle. But I think of like mm-hmm. on television shows where the role of a father is often um, God's design for the family unit is has come under attack, and where the father figure uh, that is present in a, or present in a lot of shows is often portrayed as a a foolish idiot who mm-hmm. has no involvement in the lives of his kids, or mm-hmm. he just cares for mm-hmm. himself. And and in the same sense, if you look over at the 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 mother unit as well that uh, if she's alone by herself or if she's if she's has a desire to raise children that's often viewed as well that's too little of a goal why aren't you out there making mm-hmm. a name for yourself uh, in uh, in in uh, a career oriented uh, setting mm-hmm. right yeah i right no yeah the men are the dunces always yeah. and then the women are, you know, they have to deal with the bumbling husband figure because he's just such an idiot and mm-hmm. the kids are all sassy and back talking and <laughs> yes. it's absolutely, it's awful. It's, it's terrible. Yes. Or if they, or if they're, the father is portrayed as like a good father, it's because he just does whatever, he just supports his wife and children right. and doesn't lead. Yep. He just does what they say. He himself makes no active decision. Do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I love that you mentioned that it comes down to a question of, did God really say, um, and obviously one of the things we do often is go back to the garden, um, just from a biblical theological pers- perspective, but certainly that is what Satan 
said to Adam and Eve is, has God, did he really say, you know, and so that's mm-hmm. certainly, um, as hopefully by now our listeners know, that's a common uh, method mm-hmm. that Satan will attack in. And so I think that's an appropriate place to start is to yeah. say, what God, what has God said in the yep. scriptures about gender? Are there, are there differences, which seems silly to even ask, but in our day and age and our culture, I think that's almost where you have to start <laughs> is, are there differences in genders? And, and what has God said about that? Mm-hmm. Sure. And I would say too, that even, um, if you took a more egalitarian view of gender, even then, I think egalitarians would agree that men and women are not the same. Right. The question in in the question is okay, they're not the same, but so what? What yeah. does the, how does that play out? Why does that uh, matter? Sure. And you know, it's interesting. Joy and I were just talking about. Um, the woman in Proverbs 7 and how powerful women are, how much we actually do affect in the world. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, this is interesting. And, and this is this is one of the points where I think the rubber meets the road. Um, I was contemplating this week Proverbs seven eleven, which says she is loud and defiant. Her feet do not remain at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this <laughs> this verse, um, you know, is liable to ruffle feathers. It almost sure. sounds like uh, some kind of t-shirt you could buy at Target right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loud, defiant. Yeah. She will not stay at home. No, yep. don't stay at home. Um, you know, we're t- women are taught to be brash and to be defiant and to be ordinary and loud and rebellious. You're supposed to be that. That's good. Um, but how about her feet do not remain at home? What does that mean? What is and here's here's the thing that I think is wrong with evangelicalism right now is that I think a lot of evangelicals when they read that verse, instead of contemplating it, meditating on it, asking what it what the scriptures are saying to us, they're mm-hmm. going to immediately start thinking about all the things that it doesn't mean. Mm-hmm. Here's mm. what this verse doesn't mean. Here, let me explain to you. I know this is upsetting, so let me soften the blow. Let mm-hmm. me explain to you mm-hmm. all the ways that this doesn't mean you should stay at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that right there is why the church is losing this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is not that the Bible teaches that women are to manage the home. That's not a problem. That's a problem if you don't like what the Bible says. Right, right. That's a problem yeah. if you've imbibed what the culture has said. What really is the problem is that if that is offensive to you, if you think that that is too whatever, you don't like hearing it, it's ruffled your feathers. The problem is that you have too narrow a view of what God has for the home. Mm. The problem is you, not scripture. And we don't need to excuse it or come up with all the reasons why it doesn't mean what it clearly means. Um, You have too narrow a view of the home. And that's a question. This is something that Joy Joy and I get all the time is, well, you weren't home when you recorded that episode. (laughs) Well, yeah. No, the I think you misunderstood the meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, you have too narrow a view of the home. Well, it's it's addressing again, like it's that's not the problem. Like you, <laughs> we know that that verse doesn't mean women may never leave their homes. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You Are may you never sure? have an interest yeah, right. <laughs> outside of the color of the curtains or the carpet <laughs> right. or the right. couch. It's sure. more of a response to how that makes them feel than what it actually says. Sure. 
Right. Right. And so if you have, I think if you have a biblical view of women, if you have a biblical view of mankind, Mm -hmm. uh, what we are so often so busy doing, which is a huge failure on our part when we talk about gender or, or humanity or anything that God expects of us is we look out at the world and we're like, Oh, Wyoming, it's beautiful and it has all these views and Alaska is beautiful and the Grand Canyon's beautiful and look at all these things that God created. And then somehow we have been able to be persuaded by the culture that when God got to creating the glory of man, which is woman, that he just, what, fell flat on his face and was like, eh, she can stay home. Right. I know sure. she's we're going to call her the crown. She's the crowning jewel of creation. Just like put her inside. I don't have any plans for her. I'm I spent mm-hmm. too much time on the tigers and the Grand Canyon and whatever else. <laughs> beautiful thing. Like now that I've gotten to woman, I have no grand plan. That's how we that's how we act. Yeah. We act yeah. like that must just be he he got tired or something sure. silly sure. when sure. it was time to create woman. Um, and that that is a failure of both imagination and of utilizing what the scripture has said about women mm-hmm. and putting it into practice. Yes. Well, and it's really believing it's really believing an argument um, that's founded in the wrong worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, we Christians do not believe that uh, gender is a social construct what? and that uh, the roles the, <laughs> that they are they're they're natural they're natural and built in that's right um, and so you have to be careful that you are um, not believing mm-hmm. a crowd that says society run by men created a system where you would be uh degraded where you mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. forced to miss out on your true potential yeah. mm-hmm. um they're wrong they're wrong even from their 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 presupposition mm-hmm. which is that they had anything to do with it right. that humans had anything to do with yeah. it yeah. um and so then they t- then they turn because because the world is just a bunch of social constructs that we can construct and then tear down as they become outdated, mm-hmm. these things are all just fluid. Mm. Um, but you have to make sure that um, you can't believe that and that God created the earth with order and purpose mm-hmm. and purpose mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and this is not there are there there are things that are socially constructed there are cultural norms social norms all that stuff but um you are not going to uh there there is no christian that can no true christian can um separate those things from the word of god they must always be viewed through the word of god right. so you cannot look you cannot look to um, your views on gender from someone that believes, A, this is all just nothing. We're all humans in general are just, we're just a lucky chance Stardust. Right. Uh, perpetrated mm-hmm. by the universe, which also is interestingly personified as a creator so often. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, oh, it's weird. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> But yeah, you. Um, it's what religious I think people you, do when just, they've abandoned God, <laughs> right? Yeah. Make a new Absolutely. religion. They make a new religion. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that fits, yep. <laughs> that's, fits their narrative. That yeah. makes them. Yep. Uh, supports what their desires yep. are. Right. Mother Nature, holy be right. her name. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, is if you do, um, if you, if you say, um, well, I'm a Christian, but like, I don't believe in the Bible. You've, you've just, uh, inserted a, a scenario that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's, it's a shame, but that is something that people believe. Yep. And that's sort of at the root a lot of a lot of this mm-hmm. is that people believe you can be a Christian aside from what the Bible says, but that's not actually mm, yeah. possible. Yeah. That's so, that's such a good thought. You know, we, we do have that. We still have the remnants. I feel like it's disappearing some, but of cultural Christianity where, yeah, we believe the Bible, but we more or less follow the narrative of culture. And mm-hmm. and I, I think it was you, Summer, that, that talked about God running out of creative juice um, on using it all up on the tigers in Grand Canyon. But I just, I love Genesis one twenty seven where it says, so God created humankind in his image and that humankind, of course, being men and women in the likeness of God, he created him male and female, he created them. And so that it's just so clear. We're male and female are Imago Dei or the image of God and like you said, just the apex of creation. And uh to think anything less is just a straight unbiblical narrative that mm-hmm. is garbage. Mm. Well and I right, and Peter right. it, it makes me think like w- with that uh there you look at the Trinity, you see distinct roles sure. within each. And and mm-hmm. right now the attack is to destroy any concept that there are specific roles for the man and there's specific roles for the woman. And I mm-hmm. think uh, um, you you see that whole um, concept talked about in the Bible as being under attack that says, no, there are no lines. Uh, you can be whatever role you desire or whatever uh, role you gravitate towards to. Yeah. And it is an anti-biblical view because mm-hmm. uh, the Bible clearly portrays uh, God designing man for a role and women for a role. Mm-hmm. And P, I was I was hoping you would expand on some of those roles that God has set out specifically for man and women. Sure. Well, I think I think we need to circle back a little bit to sort of the foundations. Uh, Joy, I love what you said. You Quit love laughing about circling back. back. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I mean it. I mean it sincerely this time. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. But I love what Joy was talking about as far as it relates to God being the agent of all order. Yes. And there's chaos that's set before him. And what he does is he speaks into that chaos and he brings order out of it. And what mm. does he do with the order? He creates humanity, both male and female, to then rule over creation, to image him, and right. to bring order where there is chaos to one of the aspects of the image of God in us is that we bring about order. And so when we deny our God-given roles as men and women, and we think gender is fluid, what's the natural result biblically yeah. that we can expect from somebody who doesn't see gender? Exactly. Right. Chaos. chaos. Yeah, it reverts Summer back to chaos. Yeah. And um, I think that's an important uh, piece of uh, theological detail that can kind of go unmissed if we don't read our Bibles carefully and examine the culture in light of how the Bible expects those who tonight who deny God and his law and reject it. The natural order is going to be disorder. Right. And so 
it's a good positive thing. It's virtuous and it's good that there is distinction between men and women. And that's, and in fact, I've even seen like the, really the contradictions even within the feminism movement, as far as it relates to seeing women as distinct and beautiful and worthy of, of honor and goodness. But then at, on the same token, women can be men as well. You know, that, that's sort of, that's, that's, that's such disorder, of course, because such things are impossible. Men cannot become women. Women cannot become men. Women, I think, as far as it relates to the Christian understanding, have the most dignity and beauty and virtue as it relates to the, to us recognizing that you guys just as much bear the image of God as any of us do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so then moving this discussion forward, now that we have established a foundation upon which we can now operate. Um, Joy and Summer, I do want to bring you guys back into the discussion. Um, how, how would you guys then think biblically as far as it relates to then the roles that men and women have as distinct kinds of humanity? Um, how would you guys sort of suss that out? Well, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why we have you on. I think, yes, yeah. No, it's a, it's a really big. You tackle half. I'll okay, yeah. it. you're welcome. We'll tackle the woman half. You tackle the boy half. <laughs> Do you have seventeen hours? Yeah, okay. yes, I know. This um, is an eleven part series. Did you not get that yeah, email? Good. Oh, Perfect. okay, good to hear. Okay, because I ha- I have twelve ready to go. Perfect. Um, so the first thing that you have to do before you can really do anything worthwhile is you have to be ready and willing to accept whatever scripture says regardless of how it might come into conflict with your cultural Mm -hmm. or personal feelings on the Mm -hmm. topic. So if you come to scripture ready to fight with it or to excuse it or to see what you want to see in it, you're not going to get anywhere that is going to be helpful in the conversation. Because as we all know, Anybody can read the Bible and come away with whatever they want to conclude. It's as simple as just doing it. Including not believing the Bible. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cults cults do it. Um, And, you know, if you come to it, uh, just, you know, I do believe that the word never returns void. And it does what it is going to do. And it does what it's designed to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you, you know, like I said, when I was talking about Proverbs 7 earlier, um, Many people can translate that verse and interpret it however they want. Uh, And so the question is, when you come to scripture, when you read passages like 1 Timothy 2, when you read about uh, Paul addressing women in the church, telling Mm -hmm. them to be silent, telling them to dress modestly, Mm -hmm. you can excuse and rationalize and make those mean whatever you want to. Um, the question is, are you ready to be a woman of the word that's obedient and mm-hmm. faithful? And that's going to be the first step before you can do uh, anything else, before you can apply anything else. Uh, and so that would be my question to somebody who's struggling with this issue mm-hmm. is, you know, have you maybe imbibed a way of interpreting scripture that has left you feeling like you have questions when there really shouldn't be one? Mm-hmm. Uh, what God one goal that every Christian should have is to love what God loves and to hate what God hates. And so if that is the posture that you bring to reading scripture, I honestly think this question then becomes very, very simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it doesn't need to be complex. Now, wisdom, right? Wisdom is messy. Wisdom is, uh, you know, one of the 
the first times that you see someone being given wisdom in scripture, uh, he was being given wisdom in how to build something, which, mm-hmm. which to me, uh, wisdom comes kind of as a construction worker. It comes and it builds things mm-hmm. and it is messy in the process. So when you read a verse like, she is loud and defiant, her feet do not remain at home. You have to be willing to do the dirty work, that kind of messy work of uh, understanding and applying the whole counsel of scripture. And you need to make sure that you're not the person that reads this and goes, okay, I am going to train up my daughters to only know how to run the house. And if I educate them on anything happening outside of the home, I'm disobeying scripture. Mm-hmm. That is not wisdom. No. no, That is not how you approach scripture. That's mm-hmm. not how you understand gender roles. And that does that that has caused harm within the church. Yeah, although sure. I will say, I think people tend to up to upplay that issue more than they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has caused damage to people. Um, and so anyway, that's my, before I think before you can even get to the passages that directly address men and directly address women and, you know, we can throw out vo- what is Vody's definition of being a man. It's this mm-hmm. masculine, re- what is it, responsibility, mm-hmm. taking glad res- assumption of responsibility. These are all great definitions that I think can be backed by scripture. Mm-hmm. But if you are not willing to approach scripture and get your own feelings hurt, then That's this right. is not going to be Absolutely. a fruitful time. That Absolutely. is really good. That's good. That is really That's good. That's really not that good, Summer. That's not going to work. You need to- <laughs> I need you to come up with a different yeah. answer. Preston, okay. That Can you just cut conviction. that out in the editor? That is I, I will ignore conviction <laughs> and elevate cultural Boom. wokeness. That's all I can say. Mic drop. <laughs> Thank no, you. Wait, We've wait, been trying to man? do that for years. He hasn't listened. <laughs> Sorry, the millennial in the oh, room. Oh, man. Am I a millennial? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I will assume I am. We can all tell. I, yeah, I feel like most people doing pod, who most people who have a podcast are probably millennials, yeah. sure. right? You have a sure. podcast, you're a millennial. Yeah, right. <laughs> or you can identify as not a everyone, That's of course. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> no, that, I love that. Um, I love that, and I think that's so true for uh, just approaching scripture in that way that uh, we come to it on its terms, not our own terms. And amen. I think of that yeah. for men and women and. It's funny, gender roles is one that I often think, like, if men approached it in that correct way, we wouldn't even be thinking about what is the woman's role. We would just be convicted about what does laying down our life for our wives, for our children, Mm -hmm. like, dying to self daily, having their, putting them higher than ourselves, uh, considering them, uh, yeah, putting their goods and needs above our own, like... That's plenty of conviction. We mm-hmm. don't even need to worry about their role. We just, you know, so I, I love that. Sure. That love alone that. is a, a podcast for me right there. That's right. <laughs> it's conviction. Because yeah. sure. uh, the role of the man to uh, play as Christ played his role in the mm-hmm. church and yeah. laid down his life. That's right. If we just view that, yeah, mm-hmm. man, that just is conviction enough. How often do I lead my family in a way that Christ has led the church? Mm-hmm. And and like you're saying, Pete, that conviction hits you instantly mm-hmm. because you start applying it not uh, only in certain areas but across your whole family life. Holy cow, that is that is convicting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think good. too. So 
you know, it as the man goes, so goes society. Sure. Right. And I think a big thing I remember, I don't remember who I was listening to, but there was this study done years ago that showed that um in in like ninety-five or something percent of marriages, the moment that a man was hit a certain financial he made a certain amount of money mm. where he could afford they could afford to be a single in- income family and 95% of the cases studied the women chose to stay home mm-hmm. and wow. you know leaving out the conversation of like what is a two who needs two incomes whatever leaving out that conversation sure. which i think is a whole thing on its own right i think what it demonstrates is that most women genuinely once they have kids especially want to be home Mm -hmm, uh it is really hard to leave your young children in daycare to go work in an office like it's hard Mm -hmm. and i think the only reason why people do it is because they've been it's been preached as acceptable yeah mm-hmm. they've been trying to believe they need two incomes and it's yeah. it's it's acceptable to do it sure. um and so but what i'm driving at more so is that i think what you will find over and over is that a man who has a mission mm-hmm. a man who has a purpose is going to have a wife who just more easily falls into her mm-hmm. place as a wife, because there's something to follow. There's something to help with. And so it's not just, you know, we do talk a lot about, you know, being a servant and we all should be laying our lives down and that's good and true. But I think a lot of, of Christian women are waiting on their husbands to have a mission that they can help with. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's almost nothing more helpful, I think to wives who are struggling to figure out what their role is. How do they help their husband? Well, like how do you help your husband if there's nothing to help him with, Mm -hmm. you know? And this sounds, this sounds very elementary and basic, but Men are you need to have a mission. That's you right. need to have a goal. You need you need to have something to follow. If That's you're not good. going anywhere, how is your wife supposed to be following you? Yeah. And I think a lot of women are in a difficult spot in that a lot of men have been trained to essentially be infants, mm-hmm. um, to not have a mission, to be lazy and apathetic. You know, we all right. We yeah. our flesh wants the opposite of what we're supposed to do. Right, so men yeah. are supposed to be busy on missions. So I think men tend to struggle with laziness more than women, mm-hmm. whereas women are supposed to be submissive and we tend to struggle more with being domineering. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the flesh. This is part of the curse. This is, mm-hmm. you know, men need to fight in a certain way and women need to fight in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we understand that. But I think uh, it would just be such a great it would be so good for the church if men totally ignored what the culture has to say about how they should spend their time and Mm -hmm. really got busy doing kingdom work. And I think it would revolutionize a lot of people's marriages. I love that. Well, and I think um, just to finish your sentence for you, because that's how we do. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say for a lot of women, so the the response that got us into trouble Mm to what summer just said is that well the obvious a women take the role of men and make sure the stuff starts happening Mm -hmm. or b uh nothing happens (laughs) 
and we all just kind of float. Everyone's and, just miserable. But <laughs> yeah, so so I think the the encouragement, um, because Summer declaring that obviously did not <laughs> magically change the hearts of all the men that are struggling with laziness. Mm. So it's like, okay, so what do I do? Because it's mm-hmm. not, because you do, you know, though you are one flesh and you are led by your husband, you have plenty of responsibility right. in your life, whether he is doing a good job leading and you have your own personal walk uh, that is separate from his, if he is failing to do what he's supposed to be doing. So that's not, mm-hmm. that's not the out that a lot of people would like for it to be. And here is where, here is the nitty gritty this is where feminism popped up Mm -hmm. um and and really made women into idols um because women were never idols before that of course right well but yeah so uh, you know nothing new under the sun but for in this specific instance we're seeing this expression in our culture um so here's here's the job of a woman Really, regardless of whether her husband is doing a good job or not. Sure. Um, to be joyful and contented mm-hmm. in um, either, you know, helping her husband if he is doing his thing, raising her children, managing her home, serving others. Um, and I do think a lot of those things come very naturally to women. God has blessed us immensely with love for our children, mm-hmm. love for our husbands. So it is not hard to do those things. Mm-hmm. What is hard is doing them with joy and contentment. Yeah. And this is where you see the breakdown. This is where you see that in, indeed women have an influence on culture <laughs> because a bunch of joyless, discontent women shaped our culture mm-hmm. today. Yeah, That is why we are where we are. And we, it is a, it is just a world full of women who are underappreciated and unhappy, and all the work gets passed on to them, and and we never we're not even trained for a second to think, I'm supposed to be one of my roles is to be content and joy filled. Mm-hmm. We don't even consider that. We think that we are actually um, entitled to hating our, our no good husbands Mm -hmm. and hating our children Mm -hmm. that are misbehaving, even though we haven't disciplined them. Um, (laughs) And so it's this, it's this entitlement, it's this entitlement to being unhappy and disobedient. Mm -hmm. And that's what feminism is. It is the message that you may be disobedient to God and you can be discontent with your husband, your family and your whole life and Mm -hmm. maybe even your curtains. And that's (laughs) totally acceptable. Right. 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 Amen. No, I love that because that's a good word to the women and also a really good word to the men. Not only die to yourself, but don't be lazy. Get yeah. get to work on the kingdom mission yeah. and give give a vision and a direction. Right. Um, and so I love that. That's yep. that's speaking to both sides. Yep. Don't be sure. a sitcom Amen. dad. Well, and and I was yeah, thinking don't. too a struggle that men have is the fear of failure. And so a lot of times the man will fail to lead in a godly household Mm. because he is fear of not 
meeting standards. But mm-hmm. Revelation, uh, I, I think of even Revelation 21, 8 says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all mm-hmm. liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Mm-hmm. And so many times men is looking at himself and saying, I am inadequate to, I'm going to fail. But that's where I think so many times man, a man of a household has viewed it incorrectly because all of our source of strength comes from the Lord that enables us to lead in a godly manner that reflects the image of Christ well. And when we're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, then we realize where our source of strength comes from. Mm -hmm. And it's from there that we can not we can overcome that fear of failure sure. and feel fear of messing up and fear of not leading well and realize that it's Christ that is the source of our strength and yeah. it is his image that is being reflected through us that can help us to lead the family unit well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's well and for sorry no go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead oh well i was just going to say that that is important for the wives mm-hmm. it is important for wives to meditate for women to meditate um, on that. And instead of immediately expressing uh, just hatred for the inadequacies of your husband, trust God that he is transforming Mm -hmm. your husband. Mm -hmm. Stop yourself Mm -hmm. from hating him, Mm -hmm. someone who you are in a covenant with to love Mm -hmm. till you die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I just think, I just think that hating your husband is it is an ugly, horrid trend that mm. just became so popular, and we just yeah. need to. And it's it destroys your soul. It's just soul oh, crushing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why the older. I love pointing out the obvious. Um, there's a reason why in Titus two, the older women are to teach the younger women how to love their husbands and children, mm-hmm. and. What that tells me is that, yes, we do have a natural inclination as image bearers of God to lo- to have warm feelings for other image bearers, especially mm. ones that we hard to do have a romantic relationship right. with yeah. or that we or we have produced with our own bodies. But love like biblical love, love that loves when it's difficult, mm. love that. Uh, keeps no record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a kind of love that requires discipline and practice and learning. Mm-hmm. And the older women are to teach the younger women how to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not busy being a younger woman who's learning how to do that, then you're not going to be able to be the older woman that teaches anyone how right. to do yeah. that. And it's a gener- mm-hmm. it's a generational <laughs> blessing or curse. Yeah. Uh, to take part in. And what that should tell us is that it's not always very simple or easy to love our husbands or our children. Mm-hmm. It does require, sac- it, it requires dying to self in yeah. a very specific way mm-hmm. um, that a lot of women just, you know, it's hard work, so we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's so good. And and with what you were saying, Owen, about our source, our source of strength, as men being God. And I think the flip side of that is equally true because I know as men there, <laughs> it's often that we fail to miss that mark. And so we can <laughs> be disappointing. Um, and so I think for the women that having that ultimate uh, source of contentment being 
in God and who they are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, if if all the children of God are seeking to know Him in truth through His Word and to obey Him, um, and and we're rightly understanding what is our source of strength and identity yeah. and joy, um, I think that makes that just a little bit easier when when we do uh, fail each other. Not that that excuses that, but I think I think that's important perspective. Mm, that's but there's good. grace to be had. And so, Summer and Joy, uh, we've done a great job of, I think, working out some of the details of uh, women's role, men's role, as it relates to uh, the institution of marriage. Um, let's go ahead and uh, then frame the discussion as far as it relates to another institution, uh, as it relates to the church. And what can we expect from um, um, males? What can we expect from women as it relates to the church context? First Timothy chapter two, and even First Timothy chapter three, which you know discusses that uh, women are to remain silent as it relates to the institution of the church, so that they are to take a role where they're not exercising a kind of spiritual authority over men. So, is is that kind of how you guys would understand First Timothy chapter two and, and three and, and following? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Okay. Yep. You've been listening yep. to Shadowcast you know Radio. With the that was the longest you know, question just... and the shortest answer. <laughs> well, I think that's a compliment like to, because we I, like to hold all the records. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but like, I, I well, guess for I think... me, I'm pretend I'm taking on the role of like feminist. Like, right. really, Joy and Summer, you really mean that like women can't do what men can do? Like, why can't a woman be a pastor? Like, you guys seriously think that you're limiting women? Like, how would you respond to that sort of attack there? I think um, women can do most things that men can do, mm-hmm. um, but whether they should or not, I would say they're <laughs> specifically commanded not to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I do. Yeah, this this verse is it's it's obvious why people want a response yeah. to this mm-hmm. because, well, effectively in their mind, what it's saying is that men are not as valuable or as worthy women Women. or sorry men i I should say men are (laughs) more more valuable Mm -hmm. or more worthy Mm -hmm. because they are given this higher Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. role Mm -hmm. in the church which is at least two faulty presuppositions right Mm -hmm. yes so go ahead so the the first being that if you teach in the church, you're more valuable. Mm-hmm. That is not what the scripture says. That's not, you know, if you want to read what Paul has to say about the body and how every part is important and how every part is necessary, having a teaching role does not make you some super extra Christian reaching a level of spirituality that no one else can reach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about whether, I know, and it's not about whether or not women are intelligent or mm-hmm. capable because we are called to be just as mu- just as studious in the scriptures as men we mm-hmm. are to um 
to seek after the same level of intimacy with God that mm-hmm. men are. This is not a we're relegating women away from this type of leadership because we don't value them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an understanding of the fact that God has designed our world to work in a certain way and for there mm-hmm. to be a hierarchy he built into the system of men are to lead mm-hmm. and women are to follow. Yep. And that is seen in so like I also, you know, <laughs> if I really wanted to ruffle feathers, I would be like, yes, and women should also not be police officers. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Oh, the no. point is. We see in scripture that Paul was not afraid of learning from Christian women. No. Um, I think it was Timothy's grandma in mm-hmm. specific that was mentioned as somebody who built up his faith. So yep. women are to be busy building up others in the faith. Yes. Even um, uh, even being, uh, Priscilla and Aquila. Yes, yeah, so Paulos. Paulos. Yep, I yep. think that's a great oh. example of that. We have plenty of examples in the in the Bible mm-hmm. of of strong. Believing women who changed the course of history because mm-hmm. of their faith and how they shared it with others. Um, but the office of being a pastor yes. is not just who can share their faith the best. We're talking about men that need to defend the flock from wolves. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a position that is a protector. We're talking about a position where you have to, I mean, Goodness gracious, if any of you know a pastor, the emotional toll of pastoring. Why do so many women Why? want to be pastors? I don't get it. I don't want to be. Why I would never. Anyone? I yes. cannot yeah. even. Shout out to all of um, our the burden. Yes. We love them. You know, the burden and the weight of this kind of leadership is just so clearly designed for men. Mm-hmm. And I praise God for that. I, I mm-hmm. do not feel shunted to the side in any way. And I am so happy that I don't ever have to be a pastor. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't <laughs> right. praise God enough. But, you know, the, the objection that essentially it relegates women to being like second tier Christians, mm-hmm. it, that that objection can only live in the faulty ground yeah. of being a pastor makes you an extra special Christian, right. yep. which I just can't find in the Bible. No, man. That's well, right. and some people, some people would say that that entire passage is sort of a, um, you know, like women be modest, mm-hmm. cover yourselves, make yourselves invisible, and then also don't speak mm-hmm. and act in submission. Mm-hmm. So some people read this as, um, as the Bible saying, like, get over in the corner. Right. Yeah. In a way, that is the meaning of the verse. But what God means by it is, get out of the way so that I might be worshipped. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, don't stop. Don't call out. Don't don't distract. Mm-hmm. Do not make my worship about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and that's the kind of thing that like everyone wants to squabble over male and female uh, roles. Mm-hmm. But if you have an issue where ultimately God is saying, no, me worship me. Yep. That's right. Um, you have, that's a, that's something you seriously need to consider if you actually do have a problem yes. with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the difference between, you uh being a christian and you being a part of some sort of culturally evolved false religion that calls itself a christian Mm -hmm. um but that basically that that passage just set it gives 
it gives a command to men. And then it says, while you're doing that, women, you do this. And then effectively, when it says you do this, it's saying, don't don't make this about you. If you are a godly woman, mm-hmm. get you you should only be pushing others in their worship of me, mm-hmm. not detracting from mm-hmm. it. And so, and that is a high calling. Absolutely. It is a high mm-hmm. calling to encourage people to have it be your job. Your duty here on this planet is to facilitate your husband worshiping, your family worshiping, and then you, your own internal self, worshiping God and not getting in the way. Oh, my goodness. We could do a whole episode on how high of a calling that is. Mm -hmm. It's seriously crazy. Well, and that's really... That's really it, right? Is is people just want you to? He- they want to hear you to to uh, their satisfaction. Mm-hmm. They want you to praise women to their satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it doesn't. They don't believe in order, <laughs> so you right. won't be able to show them order and say them say, "Oh, what wisdom!" Right. They will always they yes. will think you're the fool. Mm-hmm. Um, because they hate God. They, why would they not want to make it about them? They hate right, God. Right. right. And I just think more Christians need to be comfortable with being thought of as a fool. Right. Yep. Yep. We've got to be, Man, got to embrace so the, good. Yeah, so the good. awkwardness and the, it, it's taken up your cross. And I, one other thing I just resonate when you were talking, uh, both of you was just, if, if we put the pastor, we forget sometimes that it's an upside down kingdom that, you know, uh, we we should think of the Trinity and Jesus, who considered didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped. Made himself right. Um, you know, took on humanity, mm-hmm. and and then was exalted and and sat down at the mm-hmm. right hand of the throne of yep. God. You know, when his work was finished, and yeah. and we, I think we just we do we misjudge what is. Um, what we consider good or, or glorified yep. or, or the better things. And, and often it's, it's the opposite that are, are truly yeah. the better things. And, and so I, I love that. And the other thing we do when we say the pastor is the uh, super Christian, the, the super Christian is we relegate everyone else to the bench. And I think not only is that sad, but it also is not encouraging and spurring one another on towards love and good nope. deeds because we're mm-hmm. saying, well, it's just their job. Everyone else, we're kind of yeah. there is no we're A team, B and B team. team. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's no, ridiculous. that's not what the kingdom is. We all have roles. We're all, we all have, we're all B team if we're being honest, right? Absolutely, <laughs> and we all are a part of the body in a different way, and mm-hmm. we all have gender different. Not gender. Sorry, we all have different Uh-oh. roles. I did it. No, we all have different <laughs> roles, and and so I think, man, that's that's so good. Yeah. We we should we wrongly view a lot of times I think roles and joy I I love how right. you if that if we can have that mentality when we approach scripture saying Lord help me to get out of my own way and help me to read your word for what it is mm-hmm. and that to be glorifying you I don't mm-hmm. want to be the attention or focal point of that glory that's right I want to get out of my own way and read scripture how you intended it to be yeah. and. And through that, glorify you. And when we start to see it in that light, I think it really, uh, it 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 uh, it it allows scripture to be read in the way that it was intended to in the first place. Mm-hmm. 
Something that I think is super cool, and we kind of alluded to it earlier, is that we have this category or framework upon which we can understand the relationship of how this works as far as roles and how various roles do not mean that there is uh, an inferiority of essence. And we can see that exhibited within even the son who takes on a role of submission and obedience to the father. But we know that within the Holy Trinity, the son is just as much deity as the father is and likewise the spirit. And so if we can recognize that category Category, then we shouldn't really be um, jolted when we see that category expressed similarly as it relates to men and women in the church. I think uh, um, S. Michael Houdman with Got Questions really had a great excerpt on his website uh, as it relates to this discussion, quote, this functional submission does not imply an equivalent inferiority of essence. All three persons are equally God, but they differ in their function Likewise, men and women are equally human beings and equally share in the image of God, but they have God-ordained roles and functions that mirror the functional hierarchy within the Trinity. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, listen, this has been a huge blessing for me. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you for uh, Joy and Summer just talking about... uh, this this is a, a tough topic that uh, sometimes you, you get a lot of pushback, but it's important to never back away from what Scripture talks about. And I think uh, it, it's important that sometimes we deal with passages that can be problem passages. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I was hoping just before we exit out here, we'd love to hear, join Summer, how our audience can connect with you. Um, and also, if you had any parting thoughts for us, any parting wisdom um, from just you venerable ladies who we highly respect and are so thankful for coming on our show. (laughs) How can they connect with you and what are your final thoughts? You guys are so kind. Thank you. Um, I think it's just, I'm always blessed when we are connected with believers from far away because it's just cool that because of the unity that we have in Christ, mm-hmm. it just always feels like we have so much in common. Like yeah. I couldn't spot you guys in a crowd, but I feel like I know you and that's because of Christ. It's because yeah, we yeah. have everything in common that we need to have in common. That's right. And that is so cool. Yeah. And we I only have everything it. in common. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always telling my kids, I'm like, there's only two kinds of people in the world. Like mm. it's believers and unbelievers. Right. You worship yep. the creator or you worship creation. There's like no other option. Yep. That's right. And mm-hmm. it's just really cool and I really enjoy it. So I don't have any um you guys have heard all the wisdom that I have. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Uh, Exhausted. You can, <laughs> you can um uh, so we are all of our stuff Listen, if somebody had told me years ago that I was going to have to say sheologians a million billion times in my <laughs> lifetime, I might have been pickier about the name. Like I said, I thought I thought we were starting a podcast about Amish romance novels, but anyway, um all of our stuff's at sheologians.com and uh if you look up sheologians on any of your podcast apps, you'll find just way too many hours of our thoughts on life and that's pretty much where all our stuff is <laughs> lots of chatting giggling chatting giggling theology. but also bad hopefully yeah. yeah yeah hopefully um <laughs> hopefully the encouragement uh you can find on sheilusions.com we could just leave you saying be content turn to the word pray be in community with one another
Send us a message at feedback at shadowcastradio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Wait, are we on Twitter? Nope, we'd be censored. Check us out at shadowcastradio.com. Thanks for listening. Come back next time.